All right. Welcome to Marketing Like a Mother, a podcast made for mompreneurs by mompreneurs. Each week, we are diving into mom-approved business and marketing strategies to help you grow a profitable and family-friendly business. Today, I am your host, Olivia Radcliffe, and I am here with the amazing Melissa Lorena. Melissa, thank you so much for joining me today. And did I, did I get your, I wasn't, didn't do the adventurous pronunciation of your name. Do you want to pronounce it with the adventurous style you, you had? Yeah, let's do adventure. So Jarena is Jarena. adventure. Mm-hmm. Jarena, I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about who you are, what you do and, and you know, what, what you're here for? Yeah, Olivia, thank you so much for this conversation. I mean, marketing like a mother, if I have not been doing this since my own zygote stage, I I just don't (laughs) know who I am, right? So I'm thrilled because I just debuted my first book, Fertile Imagination, a guide for stretching every mom's superpower for maximum impact. It is numero uno Amazon bestseller in motherhood and women and business. And it was a two year adventure and it's Mm -hmm. influenced by my podcast unimaginable wellness which is about bubble wrapping funny i'm literally surrounded by bubble wrap Mm -hmm. um bubble wrapping our sanity as moms because it is urgent like we cannot continue to fall off the cliff you know like whether you're in a corporate setting or an entrepreneur you have to create your own flexibility and you have to create your own sort of resources to just stay sane you know and keep thriving But the book is about, okay, now that you're thriving or you're, you know, working through life and you have the tools you need for your mental sanity, well, let's take it up a notch, you know, let's challenge you in a way that's supportive, right? And this way you can continue to live out your dreams, even if you're a mom of one or you have twins like me, or you have six, like my mother-in-law who Mm. raised six kids. (laughs) That's impressive. It's all impressive right there. It is. You know, I, I think it's almost a cliche thing. I've heard it time and time again, but being a mom is really hard and really fulfilling, but a really hard job. Being an entrepreneur is really hard and really fulfilling. And when you're combining that, it, um, it's, it's something else all in itself. And I know everyone in our audience can kind of get on that bandwagon also. Um, can we dive in? I, I was looking at your book and I can't wait to read it. Can we dive in a little bit more about what you talk about in your book? Maybe some of your framework in there? Yeah. So it was a really fun thing to um, pause my business during the pandemic when my family and I were living in Australia. We did an mm-hmm. expat moment over there. And that is where I wrote the book. And what was amazing about it is, you know, interviewing so many amazing human beings, many of whom are marketers and are included in my book. So Beth Comstock, former CMO of GE, Asha Karan, she's the CEO of Giving Tuesday, which is coming up, Giving Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Um, What was amazing is that, you know, out of their insights, I was able to figure out that this whole time as a coach for 12 years, there was a method to my madness, you know, and the method was really this three part model or framework, which is about, you know, going from imagination to impact and really optimizing your fertile imagination. So fertile imagination is 
the ability to cast a vision that might sound totally ridiculous and you have never seen for a mom before, but will drive you to the point of execution. Like it's so exciting that you'll do what it takes to make it happen. And the way that you get a fertile imagination, it's three steps. So the first one, it's about waking up your imagination. We've had it. A lot of us were braver little girls than we are adult women, you know, and I want to just kind of get us back to that place where we can think that we can do anything, you know, mm-hmm. other than like fly, right? So right, right. waking waking up that imagination. Um, so fun fact, we don't sleep, but our imagination has been sleeping for quite some time. And it wants to just feel safe and not ignored, kind of like a kid, right? So if you keep saying to your imagination, oh, yeah, I want to write a book, but not now, leave me alone, or I don't want to write a book, or I'm intimidated, your imagination will not continue to pop in these like amazing ideas and want to play with you anymore and it'll go to sleep so that's kind of what happens Mm -hmm. step two is about playing with your imagination and so the book is in three different sections and so that's what I'm sharing with you this is the second section so playing with your imagination is where you are innovating right so let's imagine from a marketing perspective let's imagine that you're someone that you're in a particular um, sector let's say you're in um, what can I say um, agriculture or something like mm-hmm. that and then you want to have new ideas maybe you'll learn from the telecom sector that is called playing in my world. I know I'm a nerd, but I count it as playing. And as a mom, you can play with your child and you could be in that flow, for example. And there's benefits to even playing with our kids that can translate into the business setting, your own professional goal sort of world. And there's examples in the book of that. Mm -hmm. The third one is about stretching your imagination. And so as moms, we always say, oh, I want to duplicate myself or I wish I had eight arms. And I, I hear all this and I've said it myself. And for me, the answer, quite frankly, is it's about mobilizing your network. And so stretching your imagination, it's about, okay, so I got this idea from playing with my imagination. I had woken it up before that. And now I want to be sure that my message is amplified around the world, across the galaxy. It doesn't really matter, but you want to tell other people and leverage their support or the village for your own professional ambitions or your personal dreams, not just to see who the best orthodontist is in your town for your kid, which I do too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that. I, I love that framework so much and can definitely get on board with so many things of what you talked about. You know, I love you know, the waking up your imagination part. So many people, they they do tend to live in a little bit of a box. They limit themselves as far as what's possible. Um, I know so many entrepreneurs who get a million and a half shiny ideas every day and they try to stifle them. They can't chase them all because it's overwhelming and they feel like they shouldn't chase those shiny things. Um, which if you've been in our audience at all for a while, you know that uh, Michelle and I have a membership called the Shiny Squirrel Chasers Club. And that's, so we we will definitely get on about <laughs> shiny squirrels and chasing those ideas. But I think when you embrace those ideas, you have break out of that box a little bit more, in, you know, the playing, like you said, that by the way, that sounds like playing to me also. When you do all of that, I think that, turns into kind of the secret sauce for, for helping you stand out in a business, you know, as, as just a person, as a woman, as a person, as, 
you know, whatever goals you're trying to accomplish, I think embracing that shiny, embracing your imagination, allowing yourself to play and think of what can happen. I think that's, that's what it's all about, right? So important. And I think, you know, there's a lot that stops us from actually playing like just in, in life and obviously like in a corporate setting or as entrepreneurs, you know, there's this like thing like, oh, what will they think? Or you'll be embarrassed yeah. Yeah. or like I'm already grown up or like my other mom friends are going to think that I, I lost it or something, you know, like and and there's fear of abandonment, which is super, super deep, you know, and as a coach, like these are the things that I tackle and I talk about. But I think there's so much value because we hear this, we hear the research that says, okay, kids, when they play, it helps with their learning and development, right? Mm -hmm. Something tells me, and it behooves me to now research this too, but something tells me that it also helps us as adults. I cannot believe or assume that it just stops, you know, especially with like neuroplasticity and such. Like, I just know that there's got to be benefits, if nothing else, to the way that we navigate our mental health, like stress and anxiety. Like if you add humor, if you add playfulness, if you add, you know, some silliness, some joking around, as long as it's like to yourself and it's appropriate, it's going to add levity to your day. And as an entrepreneur, we have to enjoy the process even the stuff that's not so fun in our businesses. And that is how you do it. That's how you play the long game. I've been a coach for 12 years. I couldn't do this if I didn't wear like, you know, a silly Minnie Mouse like headband like I'm doing right now. <laughs> you know, like th I've, this has to be fun. Otherwise, is it worth it? Not really. And it's um, marketing for goodness sakes. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's marketing, of course. Of course. So how I'm, I'm curious, how else have you kind of brought this framework into your own world? You know, you mentioned you're a mom, you've got lots of boys at home, lots of other responsibilities. How have you brought this fun and your imagination into your own life? So in the book, I actually share a couple of stories. And one of them is when we were in Australia, I wanted to learn how to sail. And like, no one asked me, no one said, oh, Melissa, learn how to sail. But I just wanted to learn. So I took up a class. It was a weekend course. And what was really cool was that first I was petrified. I don't know why the night before I was imagining myself like falling in the water, being in by sharks and just being like, why did I do this to my family? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. but but I went along and and it was fun. But also I realized I didn't like it because it was kind of scary. You kind of feel like you're falling into the water. But that is how I introduced the art of playfulness, right? So mm. what did that do for me? When I was experiencing that over the weekend, I got to see land on sea. Then if I start thinking about what I saw, it was so interesting because I was like, wow, how interesting is that? So what we do on land, like skiing or, you know, whatever else happens on land, I saw it translated into, huh, that can now be done on the sea. And so that's like where my ideas and gears just started like turning and turning and turning. And if I wanted to, I could consider how to translate that in terms of like a business opportunity or in terms of, you know, talking to someone that I know who enjoys sailing and suggesting an idea. I didn't, I stopped it right there. For me, it was just the love of like trying something that felt scary, 
but it also stretches you, right? So now mm-hmm. that was a novel experience, totally uncertain. I had a lot of uncertainty around it. So what does that mean? That means the next time I want to try a novel experience that has uncertainty, it's kind of like exposure therapy, right? Right. Now I'm not as scared. I'm not as like, oh my goodness, is this going to like, am I going to be eaten by sharks ultimately, right? Right. I love that. And I think you brought up a really interesting point there talking about, you know, incorporating um, one aspect of something into another. So kind of that cross pollination of ideas, which I think can lend itself very, very well in the business world where several different kind of very different seeming niches or industries can come together into something that's completely unique, completely stand out. And it might seem a little crazy at first. You might not, you know, think that those metaphors, so to speak, can run together. But once you add them together, it's something that is just magnetic to your audience. And it's fun to do too. And it stands out across the board. You've created your own um, your own niche in itself. And so I, I could definitely get on a soapbox about cross-pollination and how to incorporate all those different things and let your imagination play and add those things together. Yeah, I think that's how innovation is going to happen. I mean, if a lot of us are very fearful of how AI might replace us, the way to feel irreplaceable, at least, is to know that you can always cross-pollinate totally random ideas and, and essentially like keep up or like outpace, you know, that sort of innovation. I think it's Here's the deal. Like if I had to say like the way that I'm a nerd, like I'm a, I'm a hardcore nerd when it comes to cross pollination. <laughs> um, and I particularly like cross pollinating things that come from different countries, which is why the book has people from around the world. Oh, so, I love it. Yeah. For me, it's like, okay, yes. Second generation, third generation, New Yorker. However, as a little girl growing up in New York, I always fantasized about London. I don't know. That's just where I went. Sherlock Holmes in this, right? And they lived abroad. And so for me, the book, I wanted it to be a global conversation. I don't think it's, I don't think it behooves any mom to assume that your experience here in the U.S. is so unique because the reality is if you go to any children's section of a library any, anywhere around the world, as I have, mm-hmm. like you see the same look on a mom's face, kind of like of desperation. Oh, my God, please just pick a book so I could look at my cell phone or whatever. Right. Like right, we're, right. <laughs> we're more similar than than dissimilar. And so. That's another reason why with this book, I wanted it to really include people from around the world, whether it's from Italy or it's from Nigeria, Australia, the U.S. That was important to me. And I think that's another way to think about cross-pollination. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, There's something you said earlier talking about um, kind of getting in that space of boredom and letting letting your imagination flow from there. I think I, it was one of the only really good bits of advice I got when I was a a new mom was using boredom as a tool with your kid. Cause I think we're all stuck on, well, we have to, we have to have something for them to do. We have to always have something for our kids to focus on something new for them to do. And the reality is, is when they actually have a little bit of time to be bored and maybe not so overstimulated, then they are able to innovate and imagine and come up with new creative ways to entertain themselves. 
And I do think it is the same for ourselves, you know, as, as moms adulting in business, you know, whatever it is, there's so much pressure to be so busy all the time, be on point, just always, always going, have to know exactly what the next thing is we're doing. And I think sometimes when we let ourselves get in that space of, I don't know if we can call it boredom, because I think there's so much on my to-do list, I can never actually be bored. But in that space of maybe not having everything planned out or knowing exactly what's next, let yourself kind of go with the flow and feel it a little bit more. And maybe that opens us up to to something new and unexpected. What What are your thoughts on that? For me, I literally tell my boys, I'm like, I want you to be bored because that is how you can come up with like new ideas. So yes. I will literally tell them that sentence, which they do not enjoy hearing because obviously they want to do video games. Yeah. They want to go do something else, anything, but, oh my gosh, my mom just said, be bored. No. And the same is true for me. And it's interesting because I'm actually becoming a meditation practitioner. And so I had to do a silent meditation retreat And I opted to do this six night, seven day experience at home. Mm. If you could imagine what that meant with three little boys and a husband. And it was like a regular like school year. Like it wasn't like they were off and away. No, no, no. I had to at times sit down or do a walking meditation for X period of time without speaking to anyone in my house, even if Mm. they bugged me. Okay. Even if they threw a pencil at me or an eraser or like a plushy doll. Right. And I then just became innovative. So I got post-it notes. I started just writing like main ideas to communicate what needed to happen. And the house got really calm. And so out of that six day experience or six night experience, I learned something. I learned that as a mom, you're totally the barometer of your house. And if you're calm and still Mm. quote unquote bored Mm -hmm. like it's not such a bad thing because that energy it's almost like our atoms are not vibrating as quickly they just like kind of soften slow down you have an effect on the other people in your home so if you can get to that place of stillness and quiet even if it at first feels really difficult I promise you that you're going to see benefits in the rest of your your family members and the mood of your home will benefit. So if you don't do it for yourself and see the value in being bored or like having some empty space in your day, really consider that it could benefit the rest of your house and you might actually benefit from, you know, seeing other people still and more calm. So there's there's a two way benefit there. I I love that. I love that so much. It's making me kind of want to do that challenge myself. Um, see if I can bring that to my household. Although my three-year-old probably would not understand it. Um, I, you know what, Olivia, here's the thing. You know what I do with children? So let's say your three-year-old goes to bed, right? And then they're in their room. What I would recommend you do, and I have this meditation on my website, actually. Um, it's a heart-focused meditation. So you go to your kid's room and when they're sleeping, 
and you're mm-hmm. silent, of course, you sit down crisscross applesauce or whatever in the middle of the floor while they're sleeping. And you know how they say our kids are our hearts outside of our bodies. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. If you want heart centered meditation for a mom, you have to be with your hearts. And so you just sit in the middle of their room and it's dark and you just take five minutes to just breathe in, breathe, breathe in the beautifulness. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else to describe it, but it's going to be healing. I love that so much. Gave me chills actually, because it's, it's very, very true. You know, our hearts are our kids. Um, you know, something else, you know, going along those lines, I think giving yourself that stillness and that space also is a really good way to really tap into your intuition with things as well. You know, there's there's lots of studies and, and exercises where people have gone into just completely dark rooms, just completely gone silent, gone somewhere and focused on a specific problem or something they want to solve or want to overcome. And stay there until they come up with a solution. And I'll do that myself, maybe not a completely dark, silent room, because I don't think such a thing exists in my house. But um, I will take some time when my kids are bad uh, asleep or something to put on some, some really just basic music, nothing with lyrics or anything, and just let myself kind of zone out a little bit and just let the ideas start to flow and just write things down as they come to me. And I really find that having that space to tap in with my my inner Olivia, my inner self is actually really amazing. And some really good ideas have come from that. Um, so yeah, I, I really am liking all of these all of these things. I need to I need to write this down and start implementing all this stuff a little bit more. <laughs> it's you know, it only took me 12 years, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like that's when my son was born, this was 12 years ago. And the way that I launched my own coaching practice was that he was six months old. And I really wanted to do something that was, you know, still using my talents and skills in some sort of like world of commerce way, because I left corporate because I couldn't find the flexibility that I needed as a mom working in advertising back then. And when I decided to launch my own business, my baby went on my chest on my ergo baby with Mm -hmm. me to the sales meeting. This was in Midtown Manhattan. It was at this fancy schmancy lunch spot. And I gave my son to my first client's wife to hold in the moment. And he just had a huge diaper blowout. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is real. (laughs) This is like real stuff. And it's in the book, too. And I remember I was mortified, first of all, because I was a new mom. So Mm -hmm. I didn't have identical twins yet. Um, And I was like, oh, my God, I lost the sale. But like, you know what? No big deal. I did have Mm -hmm. to change them, but no big deal. I got the sale and that's how I launched my business. And that's how you do, you know, almost everything, right? As a mom who has these other ambitions, it has to sometimes be, you know, messy. and, And you have to then follow your gut instinct. And you have to know that your intuition can like fill in the gaps when maybe logic is hard to come by because of mental bandwidth issues, right? As moms, it's like, Sometimes I don't want to look at Excel. Okay, every time I don't want to look at Excel, <laughs> right? But, right. but you know, if I want to have a really like um amazing idea that comes from a not 
fear place, but like excitement and joy spot. For me, it is tuning into like my heart, tuning into like my feelings. And honestly, it's also aesthetic. So mm-hmm. my book, this is like a funny thing because I'm looking at the book that I saw at a bookstore that inspired me to reach out to my editor. Mm-hmm. But my book happened because or I chose the editor that I hired for my book because I was in a bookstore in Australia during that expat moment. And I saw a book called The Art of Being a Tourist at Home. And that book drew my attention. It was aesthetic. Like I just Mm -hmm. like the cover of this book. I was following like, you know, my intuition, like, oh, cool, walk over there. I get the book, open it up. I love the writing. Like the person has like a PhD in creative writing and interviewed her on my podcast, Unimaginable Wellness. And then from there, I looked inside. Oh, who helped her with the book? My book, Mm -hmm. by the way, this is like the final version is the third book I wrote essentially to get to this book. Mm -hmm. And I would not have finished it if I didn't follow my intuition of, you know, being attracted to a book, being inspired by a certain kind of writing, and then looking inside that book and saying, oh, maybe that person can help me. I didn't know this person, but I saw her output. I saw her results, you know? So for me, intuition is not just, it's not just something that's for emotional decisions. It could help you from a business perspective and guide you to your best next step. Cause that's, yes. what, that's the best we could do. Yes. I love that. That the best next step. That's, I think the main thing we need to focus on day in and day out is maybe have some idea of what that end goal might look like. What's what's the big picture dream, but then break it back down into what's that next best step it can take. Because I think the biggest things in life come from just those small little baby steps. We start in the very beginning and listening to that intuition, tapping into that and figuring out, okay, where is this door that I can go through and open and see where it's going to go. And I love that you followed that. And I cannot, I absolutely cannot wait to read your book now. So, um, Do you have any last minute hard hitting bits of advice you want to give the listeners? And I'm putting you on the spot there. (laughs) I'm I I was born on the spot. I feel (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, bring it on. Let me see. Hard hitting advice. So right now, um, you know, I have my business and I don't always hide to do my business Mm -hmm. stuff right? My kids, my three boys have witnessed me actually reading, you know, the draft of my manuscript. They've witnessed me um, making do with what I could, you know, like when we were relocating from Australia to the United States, I was selling my furniture. So that meant that I had to write my book sometimes on like a snack table mm-hmm. or on my knees. And the laptop was on my bed because I didn't have a table because I just sold it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all that to say, you know, if you're a mom that is in your own sort of business, I think there's so much value to actually bringing your kids along for the ride, just like you're doing, Olivia, like your son, you might not know it, you might not feel it, he might not be able to communicate it, but he's seeing something, Mm -hmm. right? He's seeing something. He's like, huh, mommy getting dressed up. Hmm. Mommy talking to like a screen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) mommy you know is like keeping it together but she's doing something and I'm wondering what that is that's forming impressions in our kids like it's showing them that mommy did it 
You know, mommy did it. Mommy's doing it. And mommy can do it with me. And oh my God, I'm special too. Like Mm -hmm. somehow, somehow I'm part of this like magic. So I think the big piece of advice is do it alongside your child. Like, I'm not saying that, you know, you're going to write a flurry of emails that take a lot of brain (laughs) (laughs) with your kid next to you, although I've done it. Um, But what I will say is that there's things that they can help you through. You know, Mm -hmm. I have on my website, fertileideas.com, a free five-day imagination to impact challenge. And the ambition is that for five days, as someone that's in marketing, if you have your own business, for example, or even if you don't, you are co-ideating. You're almost having like an off-site brainstorming session with your kid who happens Mm. to be an imagination expert in residence. Like, Mm -hmm. do we realize this? Like our kids are like master imagination people. Like, and, and those seasons of them being able to see, you know, nothing as limited, but totally limitless and like see things that might feel silly and say them, like have the courage to say them, that time horizon is, is rather narrow. So what if we leverage that as something that can empower everyone in our home? So that would be, that's the number one advice. Do it alongside your child. Like there's value to it. You might not know it, but there's value to it. Yeah, I I will say my son has been the inspiration for a whole slew, pretty much the majority of like my marketing emails and podcast topics and things like that. He is like inspiration central. He'll say something. I'll be like, Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I never thought about it that way. So, and he's three. So he's, yeah, he's going to stick with me for a while here. Help me with this out. I'm going to hire him eventually. Um, But thank you so much, Melissa, for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Uh, Where can people go to find more about you and the book? I'll make sure I put all the links in the show notes. Absolutely. Just go to fertileideas.com. And on the website, as I mentioned, there's that five-day imagination to impact challenge. So it's a series of emails, a couple of videos, and downloadable PDFs that you can really work through. Very low sort of effort. I'm not trying to add something to your plate. There's also (laughs) a quiz for moms solopreneurs. So if you feel that you've been stuck, for example, and you don't feel as inspired as you once were in your business, definitely take the quiz so that you can focus on your best next step. I love it. Thank you so much. All right. And thank you all for joining us this week on Marketing Like a Mother. If you found value in the show today and want to support some fellow mompreneurs, we'd really appreciate a rating or even just go ahead and tell a friend about the show. And we'll be back next week with more marketing tips for busy moms with businesses. Until then, take care.